Welcome to the Biting Side mini podcast where I make a point to keep things really personal. So I'm a little hesitant about this one, actually, because um, usually when I think about sharing something, I think that that I'm at least going to be offering some kind of edifying morsel or uh, some sort of additional layer of understanding that came to me or piece of food, you know, food for thought to take with you um, because that's what happened for me. Whereas in this one, um, you know, and that, and that, that can happen even if I'm talking about painful personal stuff, but at least there would be some sort of food for thought um, or some sort of new understanding that I kind of had Um, that's usually what I share, but in this case, um, it isn't so much that it's really just more sharing personal story. Uh, and, but I still, I still think, you know, I'm going to try it here because a friend of mine, um, was just saying the other day that he really wished he could hear what was really going on for people. He wished that he could hear, um, kind of what really happened and how, what they really thought and all the different things that were in their mind that they were considering doing and how they came to the decision of of what they did. Uh, You know, he, he wants to hear what's really going on and what they really thought of it, what they, you know, all the, the things that went on for them and the layers and stuff. So and, and the thing is, he said it sincerely, and it's totally understandable. I share that with him. I totally wish that I could hear some more about what really happens for people, too. So I think it would be fascinating, and it satisfies a certain curiosity. So maybe that's what this will be. <laughs> you know, maybe um, even though I don't necessarily know if there's some sort of food to take home with, uh, in it, it could just be satisfying a curiosity to sort of know how things go for people, um, what their life is like a little. So um, the the thing that has had been on my mind that I thought I would share is just I, I've tried a relationship with someone two times, um, two, once when I was younger and once later in life. And, you know, it was an important relationship um, for lots of different reasons. Um And so I just, uh, it didn't, it didn't go well either time, but I thought that the man, I mean, I thought that the first time, you know, especially if you've like had relationship when you're, I was younger, I was like in my twenties, um, you know, and I fought, um, like I was trained to, you know, like my parents taught, which was sort of, you know, you fight to defend yourself, you fight for the win. Uh, You know, that was just sort of the argumentative style that I was given. And um, this person also had a similar style. Um, There were a lot of things that weren't similar about his style. Um, But in general, that was kind of how things went. I from, you know, even in my 20s, even in that relationship, I still tried to, I mean, from my best recollection, I tried to evolve out of that. I sort of realized, hey, this crap isn't working. Like, I'm 
hated fighting with my dad this way. And, you know, I could see how he wasn't really trying to listen to me. He was just kind of in it for the win. Um, and I didn't like it and it was horrible. So why am I going to do this here? Like, I'd like to do something different. I'd like to think that there is something that can be done differently. And so I'd like to, you know, I, in my, like I said, in my recollection, I think that I tried even in that first attempt at relationship to, come out of that style but because I was young and because I was new at it and because I was just trying to break my old patterns um, especially later in life when I considered trying that relationship again uh, I thought well um, it could be that I, I had doubts I had doubts about whether I had given it my best it could be that I was just doing uh, the, that I was just barely trying different. I could have just still been fighting for the win. There's probably still so much of my old argumentative nature that I hadn't really um, put my best foot forward towards a the type of resolution-oriented communication and relating to a person where it's about understanding each other and resolution. And that, like... Yeah, I probably didn't do great with that because I was younger and I was trying, but I man, I bet I still, you know, was too sharp or argumentative or self-defensive or trying to think about wins, uh, winners and losers. And so I thought uh, that, among a couple of other things, like would be a good reason to try again not well that wasn't the reason to try again but it was like okay it could probably go differently this time it could probably go differently this time because I'm so different and I know better now and I have more skills at that resolution and understanding type of relating to people and uh being close with people and dealing with conflicts so I thought almost god almost um arrogantly I don't know if it's arrogant but it was something like too um uh I I don't know just naively too naively maybe uh that it that it was just gonna go so much better I mean oh my gosh it would that was our issue because when I thought back that was our issue I mean it was the conflict and it was managing the closeness and intimacy with another person that was the painful problem it was not feeling heard and not feeling understood and it was not feeling like conflicts were resolved that was it so I thought oh my gosh like this now I I know how to do that so much better and I probably even though I thought I was doing okay probably wasn't doing okay back then and this will solve it we can do this I can do this I'm so much better at this I'm so confident overconfident was probably the word I was looking for before where I was overconfident about it um and but that was sweet it was actually a sweetness. It's sad, uh, but I also look back fondly at how excited 
um, and overconfident I was about trying the second time um, because it also sort of gave it indicated how much I really wanted to love that person and be loved by them, you know, how wanted to be in a relationship with that person. And so there is sweetness to it. Um, but yeah, I, I what happened was <laughs> it wasn't all that there was, you know, like I, I guess, um, you know, what I'm sharing is, well, I went into it thinking as long as I am going towards resolution and understanding, even if this other person tries to go for the win or fight or whatever, just simply me going for uh, resolution and understanding will be enough to get us out of it. We will get to resolution and understanding. And maybe I thought, maybe I just wasn't thinking through all the way, but maybe in my mind, I think I thought that either I would be enough to carry us both out, you know, even if he was in a bad place with it or, uh, or that I would maybe model it or like, you know, kind of contagiousness like if I smile he'll smile you know or something if I go towards resolution then he will too you know um and I would like to think that way and I even watched some sort of I mean I didn't even mean to watch it I I I pushed something that I thought was about a certain topic and relationship that I was interested in and it actually turned out to be something that essentially said um, something like this, you know, something like, um, even if there's like an unhealthy pattern in a relationship, um, you know, one person can be enough to balance it out. And I don't disbelieve that. And I think there are, but there are more specifics that need to be mentioned around that, you know, and, and it's not an every case guarantee. Um, I think it is possible. Uh, but you know, even watching that video, seeing like, okay, so other people think so too, that, you know, maybe because I will move towards resolution and understanding, um, he will too, or we will, you know, me doing it is the same as we doing it. And because we will get there, um, I, I will kind of bridge that gap or something, um, even if there is one. And I, I also kind of just assumed that since I had grown so much, so had he, or, um, that it was just like an adult thing. Like, of course, you know, or, or since we had talked about it so much, like, man, we fought about it so much in those early years, like surely now it's making more sense. There's so many more years to kind of let it stew and let it marinate and understand like, all right, resolution or like understanding one another. That's what we're after right here. That's the goal and all the other stuff, you know, um, that comes up, we like let it come up, but like redirect it and always steer it in these directions of understanding and resolution. Um, yeah, but it just wasn't at all how that happened. And, um, man, I wish I had a freaking happier story to tell, but it was excruciating even more so because, because of my overconfidence and because I was kind of blindsided because I thought, um, there was this like kind of hope, you know, that like, yeah, you know, as long as I'm doing it that way, it'll be okay. It'll work out. And, um, God, it was because it wasn't like that. The per the other person, when I tried the relationship the second time was definitely not, 
um, in that mindset, the resolution and understanding uh, at all. And they were definitely, and I think, I mean, I don't think that I'm talking trash either because I think they would agree. Um, they even defended, he defended many times um, his fighting style, sort of, you know, where it's like, um, that that's what you have to do. Like when somebody's questioning what you're doing, like you're, you know, going to have to defend yourself and, and, um, come out on top. Like it's a, it is a knife fight or whatever. Um, and so there was that element of like going for the win or going to, you know, win them over with your logic or like have them kind of reach the same consensus that you have, you know, like the consensus mindset where it's like, well, I'm going to win you over with this logic, show you how it really was. And then you're going to see <laughs> like, oh, okay, wait though. Um, I thought we were just going to like understand each other's perspectives, you know, and it could, they could still stay different. Like we don't have to resolution doesn't mean that, you know, we both all of a sudden share the exact same opinion, uh, but that we just like reached an understanding of each other's, um, you know, that one person won and like showed the other one the light. Uh, okay. No, not that. I was thinking resolution meant, you know, we both came to a place of understanding and um, worked towards something from that place of understanding that would work for us both. You know, we, we decided on something some things, maybe not just one thing, like things that would work for us both, um, even coming from two totally different places, you know? So, um, even with a situation where our opinions weren't exactly the same, we could still find things that would work for us both or, um, adjustments that could be made that, you know, the other one was requesting for whatever, you know how these things go, <laughs> but, um, that wasn't the case at all. The person was not in a place of resolution. Almost every thing that was said um, wasn't towards resolution. It was really hard. And it wasn't just even about that. It wasn't just about like, well, he wasn't doing it. You know, like it, I feel fussy by even saying like, this is not what the person was doing. Like, because it wasn't even, of course, that was a problem. But I think the biggest problem was just uh, the me part where I went into this thinking that I could do that and I realized I couldn't. It was the powerlessness part. The part where it was like, oh my gosh, just because I'm going for resolution and for understanding, that doesn't make the other person go for it too. Um, and it isn't sometimes enough to bridge that gap. Uh, and I'm getting so deflated and drained and um hurt and whacked you know just like smacked and hit and beaten and I keep trying to like take it for the team or like get us towards that resolution and get us out of there but it was kind of just like the horror of you know thinking you could get you out of there but you couldn't <laughs> which you know, it's not just horror. It's something, like I said, even more because, or maybe, maybe horror even includes that like feeling of powerlessness or something. Cause it's more than just pain. It's like horror too, because there's powerlessness and shock and like, whoa, this isn't what I thought I could do. Um, you know, like I thought I could 
do this. Um, I, I sort of a destruction of faith too, where you're like, whoa, I was believing that I could do this and this is so not working. Um, and, you know, to continue in an, in a situation of disagreement or conflict to just continue and to be like locked in conversation for so long. I mean, for it to just go on and on for like an hour and for you to just at every turn continue to try to go towards resolution and understanding. And I am not pretending I'm perfect. Like I'm sure I know for sure that I still said plenty of things that could have been said better or plenty of things that, you know, he, uh, that that took him or that hit him the wrong way, you know, um, so plenty of that. So I'm not trying to pretend that I was just like a saint over here trying to like, but I absolutely 100% am solid about the fact that I was at all times trying to steer towards resolution and understanding, even if there were ways that I could have done it better for sure. Um, because that's just what I, what I just like believed that that was, you know, what we, that would handle all of it because that was the problem in the relationship before. And, um, so anyway, all of this is kind of to just express or share like, oh yeah, that was kind of a horror. It was awful. And, um, uh, just, that it doesn't all, it can happen. I'm sure it can happen. If one person sets the example and steers towards resolution and understanding, then maybe, you know, the other person comes along, um, sees how good that feels or feels how good that feels or, or notices what the other person is doing or the tone has been set and it, and it goes along too. And I wish I were that good at it, you know? So there's definitely also a part of me that's like, damn, am I just really bad at it? Like if somebody was really masterful, uh, you know, then maybe they would be able to steer anybody that in that direction, no matter what. But I also think that I should have been prepared that that might not have happened. You know, I shouldn't have been so overly confident that it, you know, uh, because I should have been prepared or at least humble about the fact that maybe that wouldn't be the case. Maybe I wouldn't be able to um, get us to a place of resolution and understanding. Um, and I think lastly, I mean, it's just sort of a, a way to describe how it felt. I mean, I said how exhausting it was and, you know, the powerlessness in it and stuff. But also there was this element of... Um, being in this wide open uh, place where you're like uh, trying to open your heart and understand the other person, um, trying to take off your armor, you know, trying to um, get to a place of resolution, like, okay, look, but what can we do? Or, you know, what is, this is how I was feeling. Can you tell me how you were feeling? Like how, you know, just, uh, trying to do the vulnerability thing, right? Vulnerability. Thank you, Brene Brown, who I think has gotten the term vulnerability more used in public conversation. So, you know, about being vulnerable in your conversations with people and being vulnerable, especially like in, pla in places of conflict or in your intimate relationships and like saying what's really going on for you, even if it feels a little weird or embarrassing, even if it feels like taking off your armor and exposing your underbelly, you know, and so to be in that place of 
almost like surrender, you know, to be exposing my underbelly to be taking off armor actively, like really doing hard work to take it off in the middle of a disagreement or whatever. And then to like be getting slaughtered, (laughs) you know, like that was another feeling where it was like, oh my God, I feel so like violated because I also was just like trying to Surrender, surrendering over and over and being slaughtered at each surrender was also something that, again, it was like, oh, this is like having an effect on my faith. And like, I'm, I, I, and that's what I said. There's no answers in this one. This is nothing but like, here's what goes on in my head. <laughs> um, I wish I had some answers, but it, you know, I wondered, okay, if I was able to endure it, if I had better endurance, if I was better at this, then maybe I would be able to expose my underbelly or be just surrendering and being slaughtered. And and that would be okay. I would be, if I were good at it, I'd be okay with it. Or if I were, you know, if I were stronger, um, maybe that would be okay. Maybe I could handle just being slaughtered, uh, like it wouldn't even phase me. I mean, it'd be like the Jesus thing where it's like, I could just like lay down and let someone slaughter me over and over. Um, and then that beauty, uh, uh, that beautiful act would then of course melt their hearts of, you know, but then my other thought is like, or was this whole thing stupid to begin with? Like, was this a boundary issue from day one? Like this, like, isn't that a really bad boundary problem to be, you know, opening up your underbelly and then allowing someone to slaughter you, uh, over and over again. Is that a problem? Is that a good thing? I mean, I do think, um, I mean, I even mentioned Jesus and I didn't think about this, but I do think that our society values things like sacrifice in a way, maybe because of the religious elements that have, you know, long been woven into our culture. Um, any religious elements, not just, you know, Christianity, because I mentioned Jesus, but, you know, the sacrifice is that a thing, you know, and I think it's been woven into our culture, into our understanding of how we should behave. And, and it has been positively skewed so much that we might have boundary problems, you know, I mean, or that, that there are problems with like, okay, but when, when does that sacrifice stop? When, how, how much do you sacrifice? When is it healthy? When is it not healthy? I mean, cause everything has that point. Everything does. You can't be polarized one way or the other. Just it's tough to find that balancing point, but okay. So sacrifice, but to what point, to what, um, level before it becomes too polarized. And now you're just, you know, being, um, unkind to yourself and, um, you know, how many boundaries do you draw and how, of course you can't do that in the extreme either. Uh, that is why the terms vulnerability have been, you know, so talked about lately because we've gotten too far in the draw boundaries, protect yourself area. Um, that's why I'm having this problem with this person that I was trying to have a relationship with is because this person, he also had too many boundaries and armors and self-protective mechanisms in place. So it's like, how much do you expose yourself and continue to open up the underbelly part? Um, if someone is, continuing to slaughter you, you know, anyway, so this, they're just questions in my mind. I don't, um, I don't quite know. I do think it's a delicate thing, um, because it involves balance and everything in my life 
that involves balance. Um, you know, poles are easy to find. And I think that's why we sit on them so often. Everybody goes towards one pole or the other. And it's like, because they're easy to find. The harder stuff is the balance, you know, but the poles, the poles are never healthy. They're never going to yield what you want. They're just going to swing you back to the other one. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the reason why this one was such a you know, a thing that I think about and that I don't know, I don't have any food or anything for you to take home. Uh, cause it's, it's a balancing thing. All you're doing is just watching me and hearing me go back and forth in my mind about the balance. And, you know, these are the reasons I thought these are the reasons that I was overconfident. Maybe I was overconfident. Maybe I need to balance it back this way. These are the, um, things that I went through. These are the feelings that would happen. This is how the fight would go. Maybe I didn't, um, do it enough. Maybe I didn't, uh, sort of expose my underbelly enough. Maybe I should have done it more and been better at it. Or maybe I did it too much. Maybe I was too far in the other direction where I was allowing myself to be slaughtered, um, over and over. And that, that then, you know, was having, uh, an effect of, you know, sort of horror to me. Um, so I don't know, but like I said, um, just thought I would throw it out for any satisfaction of curiosity of like what goes on in somebody's head, um, as a personal story, true story, uh, and the personal aspects that do run in my head. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas, but usually they just aren't at all what others come up with. So that has made me feel weird for most of my life. Uh, but now I'm determined to take what makes me weird and to try to make it useful. So come and check out all the other podcasts and things that we've got going on at weirdisuseful.com.